Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Seer Soccer Studs podcast. Where we discuss the beautiful game with a southern twang. All right. I'm your co-host, Matt. And I'm Joe. Matt, you ready to cut this biscuit? Yeah, man. I got the gravy. Let's smother this thing. Let's do it. All right. So, yeah, this is our first episode of uh, episode Genesis of the Seer Soccer Studs podcast. And the reason we started this was, um, well, one, kind of wanted to talk about the game that we love. But, uh, Joe, why don't you why don't you tell me what? What is your reason for starting this podcast? Well, let's see. It'd be hard to narrow it down just to one, but I would have to go with, A, I listen to a heck of a lot of soccer podcasts. Right, right, right. So I'm listening to them, and I'm thinking, actually, let me back up. Number one reason, you asked me to be on a podcast. That is true. That was probably the genesis of the idea. That's when the seed was planted. <laughs> As Joe, uh, through text one day, I was like, is there any way that we can just sit around and talk about soccer and make money? And I was kind of like, I don't know about the making money part, but I'm pretty sure we can figure out how to do a podcast. And I said, I'm down. So seven to 12 years later, here we are. (laughs) We find ourselves in Matt's basement. Yes. This is the. This is kind of like my cellar, right now. Joe and I are just sitting in a little room with some scarves on the wall. On my right hand side, Joe's left, and then behind Joe, we got a beautiful painting of Mr. Bill Murray that my fiance did. It is amazing. She did a really good job with him. And then to our left, or my left, is a whole beer kit. Um. Yeah. Yeah, Matt. This is like the the dungeon where the uh, mad scientist gets to work on his beer. Yeah, I really only store it down here. If I had like a utility sink, that'd be great. I'd do everything down here, but I have to do most of it in the kitchen. But yeah, we're staring at about five gallons worth of bottled beer that I just bottled yesterday. So we will know in two weeks if it's crap or not. Yeah, exciting times. Podcasts and beer. <laughs> I'm actually drinking a beer right now. It's delicious. Highland Brewery out of Asheville, North Carolina. One of their first, I guess, uh, what do they usually call it? Like their flagship. Yep, flagship beer. Mm-hmm. Shout yep. out Highland. Yep, Gaelic y'all, Ale. Y'all do it right. Y'all do do it. Y'all do do. Yeah, they do what they do. <laughs> Y'all do it right. That's the OG uh, Asheville Brewery. Yep, yep. So, <clears throat> Joe, back to the uh, the question about starting this pod. You know, if you know, we we started it because we really wanted something to be like a release and talk about soccer. But um, is there anything that you're trying to gain 
out of this? What I mean, what is your what is your hope? What is your dreams for this podcast? Mm, the wildest dream would be to make a living at this. But in the meantime, I'll settle for having some good times with my buddy. Yes, sir. Watching some soccer, talking about it. Yeah, and hopefully before too much longer, we can actually start enjoying some games. Yeah, that would be amazing. It may be a little while, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I mean, me and Matt go way back. I'm I'm talking like knee-high to a June bug back. (laughs) Yep. Um, We started playing soccer together when we were six. So we're going on about 30 years of soccer. We never got to any – oh, there's a little warning that we should probably put out here. We're by no means experts on the game. (laughs) I mean, we both read a lot of of statistics, or I know I do. But, um, you know – I can't read. Yeah. <laughs> it's all picture cards for me. Yep. Um you know the, the the thing is we anything that you hear on this is just our opinions. Don't take it for fact. I mean, we're just enjoying the beautiful game that we love. We don't take it too seriously either, even though I I kind of get upset when my team doesn't play well, but for the most part, we're just trying to have fun and make fun of some people. If people want to make fun of us for the way we talk, I mean, that's the whole point we're doing this. Yeah, like, that's right. How many people, how many podcasts out there do you know where they talk about the English Premier League with Southern accents? I can think of one, and it's our podcast. There we go. Yeah. So that's kind of that's our angle that's what we weren't hearing those voices when i listened to all the podcasts it just wasn't it just wasn't hitting my ears so we were kind of like if we're gonna bring a podcast to light we're gonna bring it our way our style and with the southern twang yep 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 and hopefully you know if you think that matthew mcconaughey's in the room with us maybe he is maybe all right all right all right matthew mcconaughey Great actor. If you ever want to be on the pod, we know you. <laughs> he's part of like Austin. He, yeah, he is Austin. Yeah. He's like their brand ambassador, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, McConaughey, please, sir, be on the pod. We'd love it. Yeah. If you want to come down to my little basement, <laughs> may have to buy you an, a microphone, but we'll make it happen. When Austin plays Charlotte in MLS, when that kicks off. Yeah. Yeah. We should be established by then. I think he'll. He'll be calling us. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, the, you know, what I hope for our little podcast, just like Joe said, if we if we can make a little bit of money where we could just sit around and watch soccer and have fun, you know, we're not asking for a whole lot. We're just, we want to enjoy, enjoy the game and then make a, make a decent living off of it. I'm not asking for much, but, you know. But, yeah, um, hopefully we can travel around, watch some games. Um, You'll notice us because, which brings us to our (laughs) next little thing, like why it's called Sear Soccer Stud. So so tell tell them why. It was kind of a joint effort. Why did we call it Sear Soccer Studs? So we originally had wanted to go with quite a few different names. Um, Man, the first one that we had was, I thought, fresh, but – 
was a little too close to another podcast name, so we we had to axe that. But mm. Southern Fried Footy, yeah, mm, mm. beautiful. Darn you, yeah, <laughs> you you sucker out there, whoever. Yeah. So we ended up with um, we actually went with Sear Sucker studs for a while, and the whole Sear Sucker thing originated because I mean this is really Joe's brainchild, but he thought about what what does Southern gentlemen where yeah and we did a little research and apparently you know it's got its origins in england which is our origins yeah. for the show We're is going back england. to the roots yeah. yeah it made too much sense the english premier league so but uh in the south sears sears sucker was worn by a southern gentleman you know back in the day so yeah we st- we went with the Sears Sucker name first and with studs. Like, we're not saying that we're studs. It's just, you know, studs up, guys. But we kind of are. Yeah. In we're, our own minds. We're not. Hmm. We're above a five. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. We're above a five. Oh, yeah. 5.5, probably for me. Yeah. 5.2 for me. I we're mean, good. Matt Matt was legitimately nominated best looking in high school. <laughs> That I was, but apparently there was some. He rigged the votes. Yeah. <laughs> I had help from an overseas party to get the votes. Yes, he did. <laughs> I was voted most typical. Most typical. S- senior. Yep. So that's what you're working with. I mean, just use your imagination, listeners. Yeah. You'll see us one day, though. <clears throat> so, yep. yeah. So the idea is for us. Um, you know, to go to games, rock and see your sucker. And so if you see us out there, you know, come say, hey, we're just normal guys. We'll say what's up. But we're also trying to enjoy the game. So yeah. um, now gentlemen do wear seer sucker, but if you ever catch me at a game that I really care about, I am no gentleman to the referees. <laughs> He's not. I, I apologize. I've refereed quite a few years in my life. And yeah, um, a lot of the referees around these parts, even in the English Premier League, are just garbage. Like, gracious. Just goodness gracious. So, mm-hmm. anyway, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the South's got something to say. Um, yeah, just fashion wise, we're just trying to bring it back. Just take it back to the true, classy Southern gentleman. And it's a comfortable fabric so if you never never experienced seersucker like man i wonder if they even make like seersucker underwear yeah that'd be intense i mean all these companies spending all these millions on r&d trying to get the most breathable fabric well southern gentleman had it down 200 years ago yep long time yeah so yeah that's what we're all about um (laughs) we're gonna try to just have fun with you guys and and hopefully you know, we can catch you out at a game sometime. So yeah, yeah, we want we want this podcast to be community focused. You know, we want everybody to participate, have a good time. No BS, no negativity. This should be a fun thing, just like the game we love. Yeah, if you're a hater, gentlemen don't have time for that. Yeah, just it's not in our vocabulary. Like my Southern Belle of a mother, complete saint. You don't have anything nice to say. You probably shouldn't say anything. Now, 
we're gonna make fun of people on this yeah. <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> we got jokes. We got jokes. Um, but yeah, no, no hating on Twitter and all of that, man. Come on, no, don't be a what do they call him a keyboard keyboard warrior, right? Like, just be a gentleman. Our moms might read that stuff, and you don't you don't want to see a Southern Belle upset. No, no, and that would hurt their little hearts too. Yeah, so. we wouldn't like that. So please don't so keep it keep it classy. Yep. I got a uh, got something I want to talk to you about. All right, fire away, Joe. Hold so, on, hold on, Joe. I gotta open my second beer. Crack it open. Okay. I'm okay. drinking some sparkling water myself. It's my new addiction. I'm hoping it'll. You know, every time I see that, I I look at it. And I'm like, man, he's got another little sour that he brought get yeah. brought in here to drink. <laughs> and then it's got the nutritional facts on the back of it. I'm like, oh yeah, that's not a that's zero not zero a beer. zero zero zero. <laughs> <laughs> the packaging is on point. Yeah. Uh, I really like how it looks. Aldi brand? No. Uh, you can get them in QT. QT? Yeah. Mm. Or you can get them on Amazon. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to those places. Yeah. If you never heard of Amazon, it's a place online where you can buy everything created in humanity. Just a few things. Yep. Just a few things. The owner is worth... A few dollars. Yeah. A few bucks. But what I was want to talk to you about, get your opinion, is this transfer window. We've got some good transfers. I mean, it's been popping off transfer-wise. I think yeah. it's about to get even more heated. But Chelsea, your team. Yes, sir. What are your thoughts? I mean, I, I put my hands together for whoever is running that show. Maria Granaskaya. That's right. It's a lady. So this is um, Roman Abramovich's um, basically cutthroat businesswoman. Um, apparently, she's one of the hard, hardest hitting people out there. Like you, if, if she gets the most most money for our players when we sell them, but then she's very frugal. When she's buying players. Now, just like anybody else that makes investments over time, some investments don't work out, like our most expensive goalkeeper in the world, who's <coughs> Kepa. Kepa Arisa Balaga. <laughs> I tried, really tried hard on that, Arisa Balaga. Um, he had a decent first season. I don't know if. He just lost all of his confidence in the second season, but man, he he struggled. So, um, but to get back to this window, <clears throat> yeah, Joe, we've we've been phenomenal. You know, last summer we had the transfer ban, so we mm, couldn't that's right couldn't sign anybody. We sold our best player Hazard to Real Madrid. We, um. Yeah, he was so important to us. It was really, really hard. So we knew that this season was going to be kind of a transition season. Um, and then the winter time came around, and we got our second transfer window ban lifted for the winter window, and they took a huge gamble by not buying anybody. Mm-hmm. Just pocketing that money. Yeah. Saving it. War chest. Yeah. So they, I mean, we were pretty much guaranteed to finish in the top four. We had been 
top four since I think like the middle of October. Don't fact check me on that, but we had been there for a long time. <laughs> so we were almost guaranteed a spot, which as anybody knows in the Premier League, nothing's a guarantee. So, because Leicester was pretty much a shoe win. Yeah. And then they had a (laughs) terrible second half of the season. Loved it. Sorry, Leicester fans, but yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, Jamie Vardy, man, no more party. Mm -mm. Not having any parties. (laughs) So, I think with Chelsea's window, they took this calculated risk and was like, you know, we've got this money coming in from the sale of Hazard, and we also got the money for Murata paid to us for, from Atletico Ooh, that's right. this summer as well. So the money that we spent so far this window on Akeem, Zayek, um, Timo Werner, those are the two big, big names. And then we've picked up three free transfers. Right. Three defenders. And... Um, Soon to have probably the world's most expensive German player ever join mm. us here in a little bit. <clears throat> 20-year-old Kai Havertz, which I am so excited to see him come to the Ooh. Premier League. Yeah. He is – he's he's something else. I, I mean, every everybody talks about what a talent this kid is, and I'm, I'm crazy excited because – People even said like he's a mix between um, Mesut Ozil and Michael Ballack in both of their primes. Ooh, if that don't if that don't get you feeling it, I don't know what I will. I mean, I just tinkled a little bit. I mean, it's gracious, <laughs> man, that's a combo right there. I'm not gonna lie, I would be excited to see that team. Yeah, I mean, and you got the U.S. legend Christian Pulisic. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, Pulisic. I forgot about Ben Chilwell. I mean, oh, Ben Chilwell. Bill, That's right. A little chilly time. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness, that left side is going to be lights out. Yes. So, I mean, considering, I think even after Havertz, we'll go for a goalie, no matter what. Really? Yeah. Um. Latest thing I've heard with our goalie situation is that. Keppa actually wants to stay and fight for his place. Mm. I don't know if man loves punishment. Uh, apparently, or something. I I just don't know. <clears throat> um, but he wants to stay and fight for his place. Willie Caballero, you know, old thirty seven, eight, nine, forty year old <laughs> Willie Caballero. Willie, old squirrely Willie. <laughs> You never know what you're going to get. Gets get. A, a wild hair in him. It's like a just... box of chocolates, man. You never know what you're going to get with that guy. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm like really thinking that one time I'll just be looking at the TV and I'm like, why is Willie up in the penalty box? It's like yeah. the second minute. Like, why is he in the other? <laughs> just feeling <laughs> He's trying it. to get a, a header in or something. Yeah. It's like, dang. The urge strikes you, man. You just got to go. Gosh, that guy's crazy. But still, good goalkeeper. Um but, yeah, I really feel like we'll go for another one um, just to put pressure on those two. Um, so, yeah, it's a incredible window for Chelsea fans. We're, we're super excited. Um, I think it's going to be like the Wild West when we play games. Um, we have, since the last time you and I talked, I mean, we kind of have straightened out our defense a little bit. We'll yeah. see. But, yeah, I think we're – 
we're going to be pushing for, you know, finishing the top four again, but probably going for third. I don't know. It just depends on if what Man City does and if Messi decides to come. I want to see Messi in the Premier League. I'm with you. I, personal note, despise Manchester City. Don't like them. Joe is a Manchester United fan. That is true. He does not like the noisy neighbors. I don't like them. Turn the volume down. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> trying to win some trophies over here, and they keep popping up. But I do I do like watching them. I like their team. Pep, I've got major respect for you. I know you're a big fan of the podcast. Um, so I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, Pep. Read some books about you. I love your methods. If I was a player, I'd probably be like, on the phone with my agent saying, let me play for that man if he wanted me. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, yeah, Messi, if he could reunite with Pep at Man City, yeah, I would love to see it. I'd be all in on it. Okay, so let me ask you this, Joe. Um, this is a question I have about Messi coming to the Premier League. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, he's been playing in Spain his whole life. Where, you know, the the biggest guys that he plays against is one team, Real Madrid. Yeah. What happens when he goes to Burnley and he meets some big Burnley? Yeah. <laughs> Burnley, Burnley, man. Exactly. Like, at his age, yeah, I know he's got unbelievable touch, but do you think he's going to handle it? Yeah, I really do. Um, I think his record playing against English teams holds up. And also I think the Premier League has changed over the past 10 or so years in that back in the day there were a lot more just dinosaur-looking son-of-a-guns. Stoke City. Stoke City in their prime. Uh, You had a lot more of those old-school English center-back types. Bolton Wanderers. Yes. I mean, they, I mean, there were quite a few of them. Portsmouth, man. I wish Portsmouth would get back. I loved watching oh, the Oh, Portsmouth. Oh, man. They, they had a good little heyday. Um, yeah, I saw a stat this week, or maybe it was last week, but, yeah, it was the amount of tackles. I think it, it was players with over 100 tackles in the Premier League. Ten years ago, there were like 20 or so. Right. And this past season, I think there were four. Huh. Like Juan Basaka was one, uh, a few others. I don't remember, but there's well, only a handful now. The reason Juan Basaka had so many tackles is because the rest of your defense is garbage. Because <laughs> <laughs> he has to make them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He knows that if he can't, he doesn't make that tackle, Harry Maguire is going to let it go. Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, he plays on the same side as Lindelof, which I actually – don't mind Lindelof. Under Jose Mourinho, he was uh, he was awful, but he has his moments. Yeah, they both cannot put together the total package for whatever reason. I think one of them might have to be switched out at some point. But yeah, anyway, Wambasaka, his legs are four point eight meters long each, and nobody gets by him. So is that that's about thirteen feet, right? Yeah, about thirteen, roughly twelve and a half. Thirteen. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, I think the league has changed enough to where we've seen it with uh, David Silva, players like that that are David. David, thank you, thank I'm, you, thank I'm you. American. 
<laughs> but we, we, we still say things funny. Yeah. <laughs> so Mr. D. Silva, yeah. uh, I think, yeah, he's kind of proven that a player like a Messi, and that's kind of see how I see him sliding in. It's not the Messi of seven or eight years ago where he's he still dribbles a good bit, but he's not just cutting it off the wing nonstop. He's he'd be I think being more a creator, playing down the middle, maybe pair him with uh, Gabriel Jesus or his best buddy Sergio Aguero. Coon, yep. Coon Aguero, El Coon. So, I mean, if he does come to that team, you know, there's there's talk that they would have to ship out three players, and the three that have been listed have been like Jesus. Um, B. Silva. Yeah, Bernardo. Bernardo, which I love that guy. Oh, please, come, just come across the city. I mean, him and Old little Trafford. Juan Mata have like the same kind of little little teddy bear, you know. Shifty little. Little <laughs> scruff. I just want to hug them and put them in my pocket. Yeah, you, you know? just want to like give them, just rub their hair just for yeah. good luck before you step on the field. Yeah, so, and then I think the other one was the young defender, Garcia. Yeah, as well. which, but I mean, who knows with with all this stuff that's going on with it? I mean, we'll we'll find out. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a big redditor, and uh, even though I don't post anything because, yeah, just not that type of guy. Just lurk. Yeah, I I scan and <laughs> I mean, for the last week it's been nothing but, you know, every three po or no, I'm sorry. Two out of three posts are about Messi and Barcelona, and all of the stuff that's going on. One will say he's got a seven hundred million release clause. A release clause. The other yeah. one's saying like, no, no, he doesn't. Lawyers involved, so it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, the latest I saw, he might have to sit out some. He might try to force their hand by just not playing and just say, well, I'll leave for free in a year, or you can take. X amount from Man City, hundred million, because I think their legal situ- or their financial situation, if they get his salary off the books and they can net, you know, hundred fifty euros something like that, in one fell swoop, Barca could kind of rebalance their books a little bit. Well, that and they're getting rid of Suarez as well. Those are some yeah. heavy, heavy hitters. Yes, that um, wage bill is enormous. I think, I think it's one of the highest out there if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um you've got Arturo Vidal that is probably leaving as well. I mean there's there's quite a few people. I mean for me, you know, getting rid of um biscuits. I mean the closest thing you can get to a biscuit out on the field. Like <laughs> what is his worth? I, I want to see him get rid of him not so much in a soccer sense, but I mean I want to see him like go to Siberia so I don't have to look at his face anymore and his his play acting i mean that man should be on broadway he he's a boring boring football player soccer footy whatever you want to call him <laughs> like he's so boring he's he's Jorginho. he's the poor man's Jorginho. he's no. actually better than yeah, <laughs> yeah he's better because he's one taller and he can make a tackle i mean he's actually really good at what he does i just he's one of my least favorite yeah, it's just guys. He annoys me. It's uh, it's like, hmm. what is uh, is it the appendix? Yes. 
it's necessary. Wait. It was. But now it's, you can just get rid of it now. Yeah. It's one of those things. You know what I mean. Take He's the appendix. I mean, cut him out. And they put uh, Frankie De Jong, who's incredible. Yeah. And give him the keys. Let him drive that new engine. And win-win, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Biscuits was not our favorite player, as you can tell. But anyway, as far as Messi to Man City, I'm all in. I'd, I'd love to see it, just because you only live once, and that would be must-see television. Yeah. I mean, just all the storylines surrounding it, man, I mean, I'll would, I would be all in. Okay, um, do you think that that would allow Pep to get his coveted Champions League crown back I think it wouldn't hurt (laughs) if you can add the best player in the world I I think it probably would help him okay so you're are you Messi or Ronaldo oh man Messi all day yeah me too we're in agreement yeah yeah I mean we just we'll just settle that big Ronaldo fan but he does not come close to Messi and wow that's coming from a Man United fan yeah Oh, I saw Ronaldo in person several times back in the heyday at Old Trafford. Just, I love the guy. But Messi is just a whole different level of talent. Like, just pure dribbling. He's magic. He's an artist. Yeah. Ronaldo really is. is a he's a machine. Yeah, and we can't, we can't, <clears throat> I've always been kind of a hater on Ronaldo. Mm. simply because he's the type of person that, um, you know, I, I want to see people play through tackles. And I feel, especially when he was at Real Madrid, if he got touched, I mean, he he went down and he'd throw his hands up. Maybe he learned all of that from Pepe while he was yeah, there, it, his it, countrymen. He learned from the best. <laughs> Goodness gracious. So I've never <clears> – <throat> Never been the biggest Ronaldo fan. One, because when he was in his heyday, it was Chelsea's heyday as well. And, you know, there was some really good competition between Chelsea and Man U back in those days. But mm-hmm. one thing that I will say about Ronaldo is um, his work rate. Everybody that ever talks about him as a individual and as a, you know, kind of a – lead by example type player when he's the first one in to the training last one out still in like a thousand sit-ups a day while everybody else like getting water and he's over there like let me get some more sit-ups going in yeah (laughs) i mean he he is like a tom brady or something i mean he is his sole reason is to play this game sole reason of living what he eats how he sleeps you name it how does he sleep? Probably upside down like a, I like I a mutant <laughs> bat. <laughs> just probably with his hands crossed yeah. over his shoulder, and he just is flexing he the whole time. Like, he's probably got like that, you know, the, on the late night infomercial, the thing you wrap around your abs and it shocks him. Like, yeah. He probably loads that up every night, puts it on high, and just rocks his abs to sleep. Goodness gracious. That's probably the only way he can get to sleep these days. Yeah. So muscular. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's getting bigger. I know. This was incredible. It's something else. So, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I could never be a Ronaldo, but the Messi that gives guys with normal physiques an idea that, hey, yeah, this is doable. 
That is that is a beautiful thing about this game. Yeah. You've had the two best players for the last 10 years, if not longer. Yeah. Well, 2010? Yeah. Maybe we could go back a few more years. So let's say 14 years because I think they've each won like a bunch of – anyway. Yeah, I think going 12, back, 13, yeah. <clears throat> going back a little ways, like these two guys have been the best players in the world pretty much hands down. And um, two completely different body styles. Messi's five eight. Ronaldo's probably like six six yeah, one. Six one probably. Yeah. Yeah. Ronaldo's built out of just Greek chiseled marble. Yeah, he he is truly just like pure titanium. And then you look at Messi, and he's like all tatted up, and you're like, this guy looks like a little skater. Yeah. It looks like a guy you'd see at the local skate park. Yeah, a little Argentinian skater. Yeah, like, like, what's this little punk doing? With a backpack on. Yeah. But, and, I mean, the crazy thing is that I don't hear a lot about Messi's life. and No. You know, his personal life, which I guess is the way I would want it, yeah. you know, stay out of the spotlight and everything, you know. Yeah, by all accounts, I mean, the man hates doing commercials, sponsorships, all that stuff. He it just – all he wants to do is get on the field and play. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Ronaldo loves the celebrity. He does. Loves the social media. He loves his GQ yeah. kind of, you know, all that fancy name stuff like that none of us – not a, at least I can't like Gucci and yeah. all those glasses, the really nice shades yeah. and stuff. Armani, all that stuff. No, thank you. Yeah, sorry guys, I'm struggling a little bit with words tonight. You're gonna notice that it's, about me. It's their sucker only for Matt. Amen. <laughs> yep. Okay, so you know what we just went into right there. You know we were discussing. Premier League and then went to a whole different section. You know, that's kind of what our podcast is going to be like as well. You know, we're going to discuss everything under the sun, but primarily we're going to focus on the Premier League. You know, that's the one that Joe and I both enjoy watching that we grew up on. Well, Joe did. I really didn't. Um, But, yeah. So we're going to focus on that. But, you know, we will – if something happens in the footy world that we are impressed with, you know, we'll bring it up and discuss it. We just want to, you know, talk about soccer, football, footy, whatever. Yeah. Call it what you will. Yeah, and just to have a little fun. Football. Football. We, um, yeah, we both, I mean, spoiler alert, we both have real jobs, so we can't sit around all day watching the women's uh, Norwegian league and give you, although – that would be amazing. Wow. Yeah. Is that a real thing? I hope so. <laughs> blonde hair and blue eyes everywhere. That would be incredible. You've seen my fiance, blonde hair, blue yep. eyes. Yeah. Don't mind that at all. So, essentially, we cannot watch every single game from every single league out there. Uh, that'd be nice, but we just can't do it. So, our passion, our love is the Premier League. So, that's what we're going to focus our energy towards. And uh, that's who this is mainly geared towards. But we also want to dive into the U.S. national team a good bit. Maybe some MLS, Champions League, of course. 
you know, the big teams, big leagues around Europe yep. is uh, kind of the focus. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's going to be a good thing. Um, and, man, this year's going to be crazy. It's a good year to start this podcast. There's going to be so many games on. It's, oh, it's going to be coming at you. The top six is cannot miss. Yeah. It's must watch. All those teams, man, is loaded. It could be really competitive this year. So, you know, we we talk about the top six. Um, for people that don't know who we're talking about, it's, I mean, it's really happened over the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. But you got your Chelsea, Man U, yep. Man City, Liverpool, Tottenham, and Arsenal. Right. So you've got two Manchester teams. You've got three London teams London teams um, and then one where is Liverpool is that then it's the yeah northwest northwest it's near Manchester that's yeah. what I was thinking I actually went to school uh, semester abroad near Liverpool shout out University of Chester nice repping it very nice yeah so short train ride to Liverpool Manchester was about an hour away. Very different. It's, it's incredible, really, the the differences in accents, the differences in vibe between two cities, by our standards, very close together. Right. right. Um, so that was always cool to see. But soccer-wise, it's a heck of a rivalry. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of rivalries in the top six, too. So, you know, we're going to focus on a lot of that, but – we're also going to just enjoy some things that we saw throughout the Premier League. You know, we've got a couple little things that we'll discuss, like the creme de la prim. Yep. This is most of this stuff is Joe's little brainchild, so I'll let him <laughs> talk about it. But the creme de la prim, Joe. Yeah, creme de la prim. That's going to be basically something amazing. Like, what is the best of the league that week? Player could be a team, but we'll have an opinion on. Who gets the award for basically the MVP of that week? Could be a team. Yep. Player. Coach. Yeah, coach. Who knows? No. Yeah. I mean, the league, I feel, is getting more and more coach-driven. Yeah, there's some really good coaches, really good coaches, not just including, you know, two of the greatest coaches of our our time. Well, in the last most successful, let's just say most successful, you know, Klopp and – Pep have been unbelievable. Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, we've got Bielsa coming from Leeds, who's, from what I understand, is just – he's like one of those Pep. Like, if somebody calls you and it's like, Bielsa wants you, you're like, yeah. Yeah. Whose legs do I need to break to be there? Yeah. You know? I mean, the guy is a – he's a complete lunatic from everything I've read and seen. Yeah. He's Which, like the Antonio Conte before Antonio Conte got – like, actually, isn't Klopp and um, Pep? There's a few disciples from Bielsa, from yeah. my understanding. I know Pep look, kind of looked up to him. Hmm. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. Because he's bounced around a good bit. Yeah. Um, you know, in Chile, but he's, I think, Argentinian. Yep. Um, but yeah, I saw something interesting, interesting quick fact about Bielsa. He had, they have some sort of fitness test at the club to where new signings, I mean, they won't even really join with the team until they pass that test. 
So this isn't a, a medical like you normally get. It, I mean, that, there will be a medical, I'm right, right, for sure. But I mean, this before, is before the medical. Before you, well, before you can really join up with that team, you know, he, he no exceptions. You got to pass this test, or he don't. He don't want you in training. Like so, new signings. If you you coming back from a little layoff, you might not be joining that team for a couple weeks. They might not even see you on the field. Wow. Yeah, like he's hardcore. Like you either in or you're not in. I guess you'd call him, call him out, but <laughs> wow. Yeah, so that that's kind of you know they signed Rodrigo uh, from Valencia, and that's what they've told him. You have literally have to pass this test to be on our level, fitness wise, because he don't want anybody that ain't running the bejesus out of themselves every game. Yeah, I've been watching the documentary um, on Amazon about Leeds. Mm. And it's pretty good. It's pretty good, but he does. His style was very much like Jurgen Klopp's Gangnam pressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. He's a yeah hardcore pressing, high line, which makes a lot of sense if you can force a turnover in the defensive half of the other team. You're going to be naturally closer to their goal. And you get them a little out of whack. I mean, yeah, yeah, mistakes will happen in soccer. And one thing about it is, you could be perfect an entire game and wait, make one mistake, one pass that went astray, cost you the whole game. Yeah, that's beautiful and terrifying. Yeah, I mean, it, it could all come down to one play. So yeah, that that's that's the big. That's kind of been the big revolution here lately, in my opinion, is that focus on turnovers. Pressing. Yes, pressing. You know, I think Barcelona at their peak, they they shot for no more than six passes uh, that they would let the opposition have before they got the ball back. Or fouled, probably. Yeah. Or, And I think Leeds, from what I saw, was like eight, something like that. So they, they're approaching – in terms of their focus on turn, you know, turnovers, getting the ball back, they they're very single minded. Like he he's crafted a, a mean machine. So where do you think they'll finish in the the league this year? Oh, I'll say top ten. Really? Yeah. A uh, Sheffield United. Yeah. Another Sheffield. Another Sheffield. Sheffield United was promoted last year. Finished sixth. Is that right? I think so. Because fifth was Leicester. Leicester. Or was Wolves. Uh, we'll have know. to look it up. But they finished. We'll get our research department. Yeah. Which look. is Joe on his phone real yeah. quick. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, Sheffield United was my creme de la prem team of last year. I was so surprised by them and where they finished. It was wonderful. Um, plus their, uh, their coach, Wilder. Gosh. The style of football that they play is was wonderful, absolutely wonderful. So it was a joy to watch them. Um, I don't think they've lost any of their their players. I haven't seen much about Sheffield hmm. losing anybody. So we'll see. But top ten for Leeds. I'm I'm excited because they're. Uh, real heated rivalries between Chelsea and Leeds so the podcast that I listen to talks about that and I'm really excited to see this 
this comeback. This, you know, they as Americans we think about you know big rivalries here. We think about in college basketball, Duke and Carolina. When you think about football, I mean, there's a lot of American football rivalries, you know, but there's nothing like a true derby. Mm-mm. I don't know. An English derby. I mean, if you think about Scottish Premier League, what do they call the uh, game between Celtic and Rangers? Old Firm. Old Firm. What a name. Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah. When he has a real name like that, that's when you know people getting beat up. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's beautiful about it. <laughs> yes, it is. So, um, you know, we, we have a couple other little items that we discuss um, throughout the pod. Uh, one is <laughs> a bless your heart kind of moment where that's a Southern saying when somebody just is a little off. Yeah, or you feel bad for them. Yep. And you're like, mm, bless your heart. Yep. So we'll talk about that. That could be somebody just, uh, you know, a, a goalie trying to throw the ball out and throwing it into his own net. Yeah. <laughs> just a really – It's going to be the anti-MVP. Yeah, yeah. Like the worst player or team. Uh, yeah. Or coach. Yeah, yeah. just depends on what we see. I mean, it could be a referee too. Ooh. For me, like referees in the English Premier League are pretty awful. They get you going. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> especially. I mean, I I try to be unbiased as possible when it comes to most things, but there are certain times and certain referees that should not be refing certain teams because they are notorious for just having basically a bias. Excuse me for using the same term, but a bias towards another team. So yeah, it happens a lot think it's garbage so yeah the one we're we're kind of really happy about or not happy but this is the one that touches our our seer sucker our southern gentleman yep this is our heart right here so joe you you take it away with this next one all right so it's an old southern saying and we're gonna repurpose it but also bring it out to the world uh Called fine as frog's hair. You know, if somebody asked, how you doing today? say, I'm fine as frog's hair. Basically, your way of saying, I'm doing pretty good. A little <laughs> something special. So, this is kind of the little X factor. The uh, It's something special that happened. It could be something fashionable. Somebody had a new facial hair haircut. Or it could be uh, an amazing gesture that they did off the field. Or something we liked. Something gentlemanly. Uh, it's just something a little different. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna call that segment "Finest Frog's Hair," which should be fun. I mean, we'll we'll get something stylish on there, maybe. I mean, I'm even thinking about. I mean, my my finest frog hair moment last season was probably um, KDB, mm. the Ginger King man. Yeah. That Goodness guy. gracious. Do you remember towards the end of the season they were playing Norwich? Mm. He gets the ball outside the box. He croifs it behind him, catches it with his other foot, croifs it back to himself all behind him, and then hits an upper 90 like Bender. Oof. 
Do you remember that? I don't remember that. Oh my gosh! I'll have to rewatch it. That that man, he is he's my type of player. Yeah. Oh my goodness. He can do it all. He can play defense. He can. The only thing you never see the ginger do is win too many headers. But nobody's perfect. True. 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 Just think about the prospect of him and Messi linking up. I don't. He'll tell your grandkids about that. But see, I don't. I I do want to see it, but at the same time, the balls that um my boy KDB can play. I'm just going through them in his mind. Maybe the through balls, but he does play a lot of you know looping balls into the box mm. from way out, and I just I don't see Messi getting onto those. But the through balls no. where he just turns and he looks up and he's like. Looking to his far left, and Messi's making a run from the far right, and he just toe pokes it through 17 people's legs. I mean, KDB can do it. Yeah. The Ginge can do it. Oh, I mean, yeah, I think they'd be on the same wavelength. So I saw something today on um, on Instagram from Premier League asking, is Kevin De Bruyne, is he Man City's best ever signing? Ooh. Tough one. He's still not finished either. Yeah. I mean, like, for me, it would either – he's up there, but he's got to keep going with him, which I hope he doesn't. I hope he just decides that he wants to change from sky blue to, you know, the real royal blue mm. and come back and finish what yeah. he started at Chelsea. <laughs> he, he, he uh, yeah, uh, that was a forgettable chapter in his life. Ooh. But um, What might have been. But for me, you know, if he keeps going, if he stays there longer, which, I mean, where else can he go? I just don't – he's not a Real Madrid kind of personality. I mean, he's already been in Germany, done his German thing. Yeah. So, I don't see him go – he wouldn't go to Italy. No. He'd be too bored. Yeah, I don't think he would. Um. So, if he stays – sorry, let me finish my dang thought. If he stays with Man City, then I think he he could be their best best ever player. But for me, you've got Kuhn, Kuhn Aguero. Yeah, I think he would have to be. And David Silva. Yeah. The little magician. I think Aguero, just for him winning them the title. That still to this day, was that like 2014 when it happened? Yeah, 2013 maybe. Yeah, 2014 maybe. Yeah. I'll never forget that because when we were watching it, I think it was whatever whatever um, station it was on that kept going between like the Man U game and Man City. It kept going back and forth, and you see Alex Ferguson out on the field walking around like you know celebrating and everything because they had heard you know two goals down in the oh yeah stoppage time. Oh, oh, those memories. Or no, one goal down in stoppage time. So if they tied. Man, you would win the yeah. title. And then the greatest <sighs> part of it all is um, after Man City won. The hysteria from Man City was unreal. But then they cut to Man United. And Alex Ferguson's kind of looking around like, what's going on? But then they turned the camera a little bit and Phil Jones. <laughs> <laughs> that was painful. That with face. His, 
this dumbfounded like what <laughs> oh. what you mean yeah <laughs> still to this day oh, i will never yeah. forget it i'm pretty sure he had his shirt off and he was like wait what yeah that face oh man that was painful that was yeah. painful time yes yeah, so i'd probably have to go yeah coon coon yeah coon and david silva i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't ever say vincent company no i don't think he was he was from what i understand he was a great leader but he had a lot of errors in him as a defender but man could he get that big old meaty forehead on some corners I mean, he was a he was an old school leader yeah he yeah i might have to look at the transfer fees to see i guess who was the best but aguero i mean you can't really put a price on Balotelli. What he's yeah. <laughs> uh, Balotelli. Uh, the legend. Oh man. You remember when he came to the US and they were playing the game? Oh they, yeah. And he tried to like He tried the heel. worst. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, they should have just carted him off the field right then. Well the coach did. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he <laughs> sewed him out. Yeah. It was um it wasn't Pellegrini, it was the the guy before Pellegrini. Um Mancini. Yes. Yeah. Pulled him right off the That's field. That's true. Yeah. That is they true. They got into an argument on the side. He's like, what? What? Yeah, he was out there. It was painful. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't do that on a on a pickup game. It sucked, it but it was disrespectful. But it looked – it did not work. It didn't come close to working. And he looked like a complete idiot. Yeah. So – Standing in the middle of the goal and try to do like a rolling back hill. Yeah. And missed it wide. Yeah, from inside the six, like that's Completely Raheem Sterling kind of miss. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Raheem, yeah. you're a great player, but man, you can miss an open goal. Good grief! Oh. I hope you're getting some sleep now, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Just just forget about the Champions League, man. Just forget about it. Oh, all right. So yeah, that's um kind of how. We'll go through like a few segments and talk about some stuff, such as, you know, our best of the best, the uh, creme de la creme, bless your heart, fine as frog's hair. Then we got a, you know, a melting pot as well. And the melting pot is where we discuss anything throughout the world, really. Yeah. That we saw, that we enjoyed, which we've been doing this whole time. So, right. Just more of that. Just melting pot of words is what our podcast yeah. <laughs> is. Yeah, a lot of different flavors. Uh, you know, we're big Champions League fans, so I want to talk about that. Um, you know, some of the other leagues in Europe. Yeah, the Champions League, honestly, is the the league to watch. I mean, gosh, is it so much fun. Even in the pre- preliminary stages, you know, it's still a lot of fun. I mean, it's, it's basically – Chelsea's won enough league titles. Like I want it, I want the Champions League again. Mm. I want it bad. Yeah. The day that Chelsea won the Champions League back in 2012 was, gosh, that was an intense day. We were playing Bayern Munich at Munich Stadium, the Allianz. It's the first time that's happened. Like the way they do it is they pick where it's going to be played, like before the season even starts. So it just so happened that it turned out to be this one team's home field. Yeah, home team advantage, home field advantage in the Champions League final. Yeah. 
I mean, huge. And out of the last, like, four or five years, Chelsea probably had the worst team that they had had in a long time. They they should have won in Moscow. A little slip. No. Yeah, they it was have. beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Um, that should be then, my wallpaper. John yeah. Terry slipping. Yeah. And then they should have, the following year, they probably would have played Man U again in the final, but a referee had one of the worst games ever mm. against Barcelona. Yes, that was painful. There should have been like a whole bunch of red cards given out and handballs, and this referee still, I mean, he, he's come out and said like, was one of the worst performances I've ever had. <laughs> I don't I mean, know what it happened. Was, it was bad. We lose in the 92nd minute to a Inesta goal by mm. Barcelona. Anyway, um, so Chelsea Chelsea plays Bayern Munich with pretty crap team. Not gonna lie, um, our captain John Terry got a red card for kneeing Alexi Sanchez yeah. in the butt <laughs> <laughs> the game before. We had a lot of injuries. Apparently, David Luiz was so hurt that he just – him and Gary Cahill both had like – they were playing on one leg. Mm. It was bad. So they were they yeah. were feeling it. Mm. So we ended up going down one nothing. came back by that Drogba header. I don't know if you've watched that recently, but he's no. like on the edge of the six running away from the goal. And heads it near post Flicks and beats the best goalkeeper in the world at that time, Neuer. And then the second best goalkeeper in the world at that time, Peter Cech, saves a Aryan Robin PK in extra time. Yikes. Yeah, that's, that's legend status right there. Yeah. So, needless to say, it's the way I'm talking. Uh, Chelsea won and PKs. I teared up. I cried. I was at. It was uh, dusty in that room. No, it wasn't. It was not dusty. There was <laughs> there was a lot of people around me. They that didn't know what was going on. I was at a party. I was just screaming at the TV, and it was it was a good day, mm-hmm. great day. So yeah, getting back to that point. That's where you want to be. Yep. Sounds good. Looking forward to it myself. I think we could honestly be on the cusp of a new, like you were mentioning, 2008-2009. Uh, Premier League was on top. But yep. over the past good little bit, La Liga, and now you're saying Bayern Munich. Uh, you know, Premier League, though, I'm feeling it could be about to come back up. You have a lot of heavy hitters. Well, I mean, just last year. If you look at last year, even though it was Tottenham against Liverpool in the Champions League final, in the Europa League final, it was Arsenal against Chelsea. You had four teams in the finals of Europe's biggest competitions. Yeah. So Liverpool, and then the year before, Liverpool was in the final. Um, But Real had pretty much the whole competition locked down for, what, four straight? (laughs) Three. Three. So, and they cheated a lot in that game. Yeah. Well, not they. One man. 
But I, I think, we, long story short, I think Premier League could be about to have another golden age at the top. Yeah, because, I mean, Barcelona's going through a rebuild, massive rebuild. Um, Acticos of Real Madrid, I mean, they just – there's too many massive personalities for them to actually be a legitimate team, you know? Right. And Bayern Munich, like – those guys are kind of in their twilight, but they are picking up some smart. I mean, like Leroy Sané. Oh, that's a heck of a pickup. Gosh, yeah. could you imagine like trying to or being able to pick him up on a free transfer? Which they didn't, but still. Oh, it's incredible know how you. The best team in the world gets him. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be nasty next year. Golly, yeah. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. So we're, a yeah. lot of fun. We're excited. So we're getting close to the end, but uh, one of the things that we always want to bring up is like weekly discussion. And so now this time we well, I guess each week one of us decides what it's going to be and we kind of alternate what the question is going to be. So like this week I kind of came up with the name Genesis because this is the beginning. So it was my turn to kind of pick the discussion, even though we've had multiple discussions throughout the night. (laughs) That's true. um, Hey, first, first night. Yeah. First night Genesis. What draws you Joseph to soccer, football, footy. The footy. The footy. The beautiful game. What draws you to it? Mm. Well, as a youngster, probably about what, five years old, four, my parents started uh, started me playing in the local league. So just from a young age, I played it. Uh, and when I was younger, I didn't really have the – uh, the desire, I didn't have the love for it that I do now. It was just kind of a thing to do. And before you know it, hey, we're pretty good. And enjoyed, you know, especially once we got into high school, I started liking it more and more. Um, but, yeah, man, I just love the artistry of the game, the the talent. And also, it's a universal game. You can go anywhere in the world and find people playing, and you'll have new best friends um, the instant you start kicking around with them. It's very true. But I love the the depth of it. You can go tactical. You can go stats. But at the end of the day, what really motivates me is the the artistry, the the Neymars, the KDBs, the people who can truly dribble, shoot, and just mesmerize with their skills. I love to see a, a, a player uh, dribble other players. Love it. It never gets old. I could sit there on YouTube all day and just watch clips of all the greats just obliterating people, just make them look stupid. That's probably my favorite thing about the game. I love goals. love passes. I was a midfielder. I always loved to pass. Um, but, yeah, I love I love just a good old-fashioned faking somebody out of their, suit, out of their, uh, out of their shoes. And Joe was good at that. He was very good at that. That was a passion of mine. Word, word. What about you, Matt? Um, 
you know, it's it's funny because at at one point in time, I thought that soccer. I was through with soccer. Um, we had graduated high school, one state, our senior year. Basically, gotten every world award possible throughout my high school career, and just thought I was over it. But as I, I quickly realized, like once I got off to college, how much I I, I did miss it. Um, didn't really play in college up until a few years later when I tried to um, walk onto a team which didn't exist. So we ended up just the team that didn't exist. They they basically got rid of the men's program. So I played club ball. Right. So anyway, um, I don't know what it is. It's it's one of those things. I don't have the greatest memory. Uh, you can tell me something, and I'll probably forget it tomorrow. But for some reason, I can remember statistics. I remember plays. Um, it's just it's ingrained in my blood, and I don't really know why. I, I mean, I remember as a kid watching stuff on TV and then wanting to go outside and kick the ball around and try to do, you know, the same thing. It's just one of those things that I grew up with. It's it's in my blood. But the game itself is just the thing I I love so much about it is the like Joe was saying, it's it's kind of uh it's the personalities, it's the artistry of it. You know, every single person that plays it's different body style, everything like, and I I also enjoy coaching. And one of the beautiful things about coaching is you can teach them the elements in practice, but then when they get out on the field and play a game, it's like their own imagination takes them to whatever levels they can get to. All right? Would you say that's a, a passion of yours? Is uh, a future goal would be to coach? Absolutely. And Joe knows this. That's why he's asking that. It, it definitely <laughs> is. You know, I, I, um, I will sit down and watch something happen in a game, and I will take a note of it. And then later on, I will sit down and be like, "How can I coach? How can I train somebody to do that?" I mean, there's so many, so many things that we see on the field from these English Premier League players that they just do without even thinking about it. I mean, just it's second nature to them. But to be able to teach a kid, like a young kid, that mentality and to have that just nous, I guess. Ooh, good yeah. word usage. Yeah, thank you. That's my one word, word for this of the day. Week. Yeah. <laughs> but to have that um, is really rewarding as a, as a coach. So, <clears throat> yeah, I, I think it's, it's – beautiful beautiful game just so many different styles of players I mean I know Joe's a big Neymar fan and he likes seeing him dribble and dribble and dribble and love it yep I'm more of the KDB kind of player myself um he his through balls and his vision I mean there's not been a player like him for a while and he is he is really impressive. Yes. But at the same time, you know, when Eden Hazard played for us, like his runs, and it wasn't that he was just dribbling. Like he just 
like the difference I, I would say between Neymar and Hazard is like Hazard went forward. He's very he was very direct. Yeah. Whereas Neymar would be like, okay, I'm gonna beat you once. I'm gonna pull your shorts down, let you pull them back up. I'm gonna beat you twice. Yeah. And then I'm gonna go see your mom for a hot dog, and then come back and beat you again. And he's still at the halfway line. Yeah. Like, well, what have you really accomplished? Exactly. I, mean, I love it, but. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah, the man soccer is had this conversation last night with a guy and was trying to describe to him, you know, the difference between you know American sports and soccer. And he was like, oh, man, soccer will never be in the top five sports in the U.S. I'm like, dude, it's already top three. It's already. Yeah. yeah. It's, already, it's overtaken. You, you, couldn't, know, you couldn't make the argument it's not top five. Yeah. I mean, you just couldn't. It's already there. I was like, you know, he's like, you're not going to sell out a stadium. I'm like, dude, I went to the very first Nashville MLS game in the South. South It's not supposed to be soccer fans. Right. 60 what was it like 59,000 yeah. practically sold out yes. for the first game a football stadium yeah i mean Atlanta united same story yeah averaging 50 something thousand a game like it's it here. broke all the records you know yeah. they hit 72 like they were beaten i mean their average was more than the Atlanta falcons yes oh i mean it's here yeah i mean if if you don't notice it then that's on you but it it is here and yeah and we love it you've ever been to the u.s you know we've got some really stubborn individuals so and we're probably a couple of them as well so (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so um that's what i soccer is just a beautiful sport and if this podcast can allow joe and i just to sit around and talk about it and um make a halfway decent living where we can feed our our loved ones and see some games that's all we want yeah so yeah, maybe we uh, yeah bring some happiness to some people, and hopefully people want to contribute to the discussion as well. Yeah, we're not afraid to <clears throat> take any emails, any type on you know what type of content you want to hear about. You know, write in, let us know, we'll right. discuss it. Like it, like we said at the beginning, we're not. <laughs> by no means are we saying that we're writers or we have a lot of knowledge about what's going on. We just love the game and we want to talk about it. Yep. Amen. So, so Joe, I think this, this last little part is for you. Studs up. All right.